Hello and welcome to the Pete Barter Podcast, where you will join Pete in interviewing top-level thought leaders in education, music, and business, as well as a sneak peek into Pete's thoughts and challenges. This episode is all about... And we've got parents in this situation where their kids want this one-on-one tutoring. They want to know that they're going to be able to keep their music tutor next year, and the, the, the government, the government hasn't done anything to alleviate their concerns. Whatever you are doing right now, keep on doing it and enjoy this episode of the Pete Barter Podcast. Now, we've been talking a lot this week about music in schools and the new rules that will be applied from next year that will make it nearly impossible for public schools to have private music instructors teaching instruments during the school day. Now, there's one thing I have to point out. My interest here has got nothing to do with the AEU or Trades Hall or who the Premier is or who the Minister is. My interest is purely what is good for the students because that's why we have an education system. Not so people can work in it, but people can be educated. They can be broadened. They can have a life experience which could lead them, who knows? Now, the one problem with the government not wanting to do anything is that unless you're in year 12, their tutors are not really one-on-one, where in the current system, they are. That's the first point. This has come about because the AEU, the Australian Education Union, is ideologically opposed to private music instructors being able to take fees from parents at a public school. Never mind that this has been going on for a long time and that thousands of children are benefiting and their parents are happy to pay. Never mind the best interests of the child. If the instructor ain't in the union, then the AEU doesn't want to know. So the AEU took the Education Department to the Industrial Relations Commission, and they argued that the Education Department should be forced to enforce departmental rules which give priority to registered teachers over private tutors. In August, the Commission ruled on the side of the Union, and from next term, the new rules apply. But there is a way out. The Industrial Relations Commission has instructed the government to follow its rules. But who sets the rules? Yes, the government. So if the government decides this is important, a phone call from Minister Close can instruct the department CEO to change the guidelines. And if regulations need changing, then the minister can change them with a flash of her pen. Time is getting short before these new rules will take effect. Now, my interest is the interests of the children, not the union, not the government, not the opposition. Let me play you one of the callers we had yesterday who himself rang the show, just before we finished, who was a teacher. It's very interesting that majority of the private music educators that are servicing the public schools aren't in the union. If they are all on the union or in the union, then the the whole circumstance would be flipped the opposite direction, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Because I can tell you right now, there's more private music educators like me than there are sanctioned music educators. So this is the deal. The schools have got to go through quite an administrative process which is time-consuming 
as is all bureaucracy, and they've decided, look, this is all too hard, forget it. And so some of the kids might get music tuition, but it may not be at the instrument they choose themselves, and it certainly won't be one-on-one unless it's year 12. Now, I can't figure out how that's good for the students of South Australia who like music. Let's talk with the Shadow Education Minister, John Gardner. John, what's happened between yesterday and now? Well, a couple of things, Leon, and I particularly want to thank all of your listeners who have signed up to the petition. Uh, We're at around hundreds of people who have now signed our petition, which is available at www.johngardnermp.com.au slash savescoolmusic. We asked some questions of the Minister in the Parliament yesterday. We asked her if she knew uh, how many schools around South Australia are going to be uh, able to have private music instructors teaching instruments to students during school time next year. Uh, She couldn't answer that. We asked her how many schools have been unable to complete the cascaded, the long and arduous bureaucratic process that the department's putting in place now. Uh, She couldn't answer that, although she guessed that there were about 50 schools that she thought were trying, but, but they don't even know. The thing is, we're out there listening to the parents and to the private music instructors who are actually now at the point where they're within weeks of the end of term. We've got private music instructors trying to work out whether they're going to have to find something else to do next year, and we've got parents in a situation where their kids want this one-on-one tutoring. They want to know that they're going to be able to keep their music tutor next year, and the, the, the government, the government hasn't done anything to alleviate their concerns that got their kids who are loving learning their instruments are going to lose those tutors next year because they're not going to be able to teach at public schools during school hours. Let's get a perspective on this. Approximately how many, many students across the public sector uh, are there uh, uh, affected? We're, we're in the order of about uh, 8,000 students, I understand, who are learning musical instruments from private music instructors. That's a figure that's been given to me uh, by some of the private music instructors. All right. Stay on the line, John. We've got Melissa who's called in. Melissa, good morning. Good morning, Leon. How are you? Good. Good. Um, I just wanted to put my two cents in as a parent of a 11-year-old drummer. Uh, my son Riley attends Paradise Primary School and is taught by Pete Barter from Education Through Inspiration. Yes. He's been teaching him for the last year and the improvements that Riley has made have been overwhelming. Um not only in regards to his drumming, but in regards to the social aspects and cultural aspects of intermingling with kids, so to speak. Um, I think that if private tuition is taken out and government music tuition is brought in, this, this instrumental music service they're talking about, it's going to really damage the kids' opportunities to grow and develop because the music curriculum they're going to get is going to be written en masse. It's not going to be tailored to the child's individual needs as somebody like Peter can do, um, but also to it's going to be a bit more restrictive because it's going to be harder to get into the classes, the classes are going to be bigger, um, and the kids are going to really suffer. So I don't want to see any sort of private education people for music being outed. You, you see no positive in what the government are trying to do? Not really, no. Um, I think that in order to give the kids the best opportunities that they possibly can get, they should at least be available to choose or have both. Like the school should be able to choose whether they want to have private or 
public tuition form. Tell me, the school yeah. that your your boy Riley goes to, have they expressed yes. an opinion on this? Uh, not to me personally, so I can't comment on that. Okay. However, um, I I do know Pete has said that they're sort of explaining to them how much harder the guidelines are going to make it and has said that a lot of schools won't even bother trying. So, yeah. um, that's so, a bit sad. All right. So if the minister was listening to you now, what would you say to her? Don't. Please just don't. There's no need for it. Um, everybody deserves an opportunity, and a lot of the private music teachers that you get are so passionate about music and what they do compared to the government-funded IMS that's coming in. Thank you, Melissa. Now, if you have a view on this, eight double two three double o double o. Again, uh, John Gardner, is the minister convinced in her own mind that this system is going to be better for the students? Look, I don't honestly even think that she is. I just think that she doesn't. She hasn't shown the fortitude to do what is necessary to put the children's interests ahead of union ideology. I think that the minister um, talks around the uh, the issues a lot, as she did on your show yesterday, and. And I thought it was amazing that one of the things that she said on your show and then she repeated in the Parliament uh, was that none of this is going to come into place until next year. Well, that's as only a that, few weeks away. <laughs> that's exactly right, as if that was supposed to give anyone any comfort. Um, I think that the department is clearly scrambling to try and find workarounds. They've uh, got a senior bureaucrat working full-time on this issue, apparently, and Despite that, they still don't know how many schools are going to be affected, so I assume that person is spending a lot of time calling around principals at the moment, trying to work out what's going on. But all of this, all of this can be circumvented if the Minister has the gumption to change the regulations uh, that the Industrial Relations Commission ruling is clearly based on. All of this can be fixed if only the government is willing to do what it takes to put the children's needs ahead of everything else. Uh, Fred sent me an email and he says this with regards to the music teachers at schools isn't it against the law to have closed shops or does that only apply to the private sector well we know whose side the government will be on there if they don't put the children's needs first don't we Leon? all right well keep us in the loop on this i i just find that uh, to me it's surprising if we're here we are you know we have arts festivals here we had a Qatar festival here, which didn't make any money, but we had it because there is a recognition that the arts mean something. But when it comes to giving our own children an opportunity, if it doesn't suit the union, well, bad luck. That is not the way to run a state. It is not the way to run education. Now, you can change this if you care. And if you do, I mean, if there are 8,000 students affected, That's a lot of young people, isn't it? We hope you enjoyed Pete's podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share with anyone you think will get value. And if you haven't already, head to PeteBarter.com for more Pete Barter content. And remember, do something good for yourself and someone else today. Thanks for listening.